Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. Margaret, Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a Fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take a bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Lord Robert Florence of Helensborough and I'm joined, of course, by the Regal, the Royal, one and only... What's your name? What's your, uh, your fancy name, Gredo? What do you mean my fancy name? Well, I'm Lord Robert Florence of Helensborough. What would yours be? Uh, what do we see? Gregarious Gredo from... It happened. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, mate. I can't be putting the spot with stuff I see. That's why you're good, mate. Look what at that. Duke. Would you be a duke, a lord, a duke, a prince? Uh, oh, right. Does that mean you mean like kings and queens and all that? I, I would like, like, would you be a viscount? Uh, like the biscuit. Remember Viscount Biscuits, the mint ones? Must admit, no tooking in the old viscounts. I think they're one of, definitely one of the worst biscuits ever invented. You're joking. Nah, I just don't like, I'm just, I'm just not a minty guy. I just don't like stuff that tastes like toothpaste. It does taste a wee bit more toothpaste than most mint chocolates. Anyway, everybody, welcome to Wrestling Daft. We went off in a wee uh, digression there about royal names and about biscuits. And uh, that's just the kind of thing you can expect to happen on Wrestling Daft. Uh, now, I've just heard some news, by the way, Grado, that our tractor has overturned on the M8. Um, and there's potatoes oil the road. Totties oil the road, Grado, right? We hear this. Uh, so be careful when you're going past all the toys. Don't go to work with a chip on your shoulder. Is that good, <laughs> So RF, my man, Rav Florence, the original RF, you are bringing up, uh, well, you're teasing me because on the radio this morning, we were just talking about it there, I had to do the travel updates. You know what, I want to put my, I want to dip my toes in everything, Rav, do you know what I mean? I've done game show present, I presented the number one game show on Scottish television history, test driver. Right. When is Test well, Drive coming back, Gredo? Well, it doesn't matter, but basically Test Drive, I mean, it was the best game show of all. But I, I presented a game show. I've, I've I would wrestled. love to present a game show. I would love to present a game show. It was great. It was such a buzz. Um, although I, I wanted to do one like in a studio like old like Barrymore. Or mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. it was um, it was good experience. Like, see, what I'm proud to say is I'll date anything once. Jack of all trades, master of none. This morning. I would you do a porno? 
Um, if I had a bagger in my head, I'd date with a bagger in my head and nobody knew. But you'd pro- I'd probably get, um, folk would probably recognise me for my, my Gredo tattoo. But uh, would you date a porno? Would I date a porno? Um, I would date like, I would date a porno with my, like, my wife, but... Would you really? Do you know that I, I, when, I, when I saw kind of kicked off after Insane, Insane Fight Club, I went to see an agent who wanted to take me on and he says, look, here's the deal. I represent somebody in Coronation Street and I go Eric Bristol on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, right? And I was like, okay, so this is your claim to fame. And he was talking away, right? And it was horrible. It was in an IBIS. And he was going, you don't, like, you've got this perfect image in that. He says, but at the end of the day, if you do get caught with your knob out on Skype, that's fine. It's good. <laughs> that's, we, we, we can get over that. He says, I'm currently having a wee bit of an issue with one of my, my um, clients in Coronation Street. I says, who is it? And he went, it doesn't matter. I was like, who is it? And he wouldn't tell me. And again, he, he touched on it again. And I went, is it fucking Kevin Webster? And he was like, aye. And this was right at the height of that oh. time where he was going, do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, Andy wanted 25% of everything that I ever made. 25%? And he wanted me to sign up here and then. I've never felt so fucking... Um, and by the way, I'm easily let on. Part of me was just going, just do it and deal with it and go up the road, man. Just sign it and get this cunt to fuck and do it another day. <laughs> but I managed to fucking strap one on and say to the guy, look, I can't... Hold on, this. you're strapping one on. What, what, what was he getting you today? What do you mean? No, 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 no. I'm saying I was like, like I grew a set. I told the guy. Right, right, right. Okay. I never told him where to go, but it was it was very tense, man. Especially when he was telling me about how fucking look at Dirty Den and all that. Like, everything can be recovered and all that. It was that's weird, isn't it? Perfect. It was very weird. That's man. weird. That's weird. No, pornos are for the for the safety of your own home. Anyway, but welcome to Wrestling Daft. This is a wrestling podcast. After an we digression now. What do you call it? Royal names, biscuits, pornos. Hey, listen, thanks to Steve on Twitter, who fulfilled Gredo's request and sent us a picture with him and his wrestling daft face mask. Thanks for that. We're loving looking at this photo. Anybody that's listening can see it, obviously, but you look good, mate. Remember, you can get yours at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Keep your disgusting, filthy COVID breath inside your mask. I did see that, Rab. That was good. I, re- I retweeted the, the big fella. Good, good, good. Ian flags up for Gredo the fact that there is a Brewdog beer called, hold on, are we getting advertising money for Brewdog? Oh, um, no, we're not, no. No, nah, no, fuck that then. I'm not reading anything about uh, uh, Brewdog beer. There's other beers you can get at Berlin Brewdog. What's your problem with Brewdog? None, just, but until they pay us, um, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying anything positive about them. I'm never going to get to read Ian's submission until Brewdog donate money to uh, sponsor us. Exactly. Exactly, they've ruined Ian's contribution to the show. Jordan is back to talk about wrestling moves in public, which is something we were talking about weeks ago. So obviously, Jordan is just a wee bit slow to catch up with what's happening within the culture. He says, back in the early 2000s, me and my mate took our lady friend to the cinema. And we were, <laughs> right, hold on. Me and my mate took our lady friend to the cinema. Is that just a pal that was a... a I would say it's a pal. I would say it's yeah, a yeah, yeah, was... lady friend. Because normally you if you say your lady friend... Sorry, sorry. And we were arguing who got, who got to sit next to her. I then decided to put him in the crippler cross-face <laughs> while randoms were walking past to get to their seat. He went on to marry this girl in later years, but I always like to remind him on their anniversary that I made him tap out in a cinema in front of his future wife. 
That that is superb. I it's love a that story, isn't it? It's actually reminded me. My, my brother's ten years older than me, and I'd say, and and it was about two thousand and three as well, actually, because I had just started wrestling training, and uh, my mom was in hospital getting um, surgery, and it was me, my brother, and my future brother-in-law, and he was a lot older as well, and he. He was just kind of new to his kind of idea. He was just kind of... Mm. So it was already awkward for him sitting outside because um, my, my big sister must have been in seeing my mom. Anyway, long story short, joke, my brother was fucking... He's no joke, you've heard him. He was oh, yeah. taking a piss at me for doing wrestling training and that. And I put him in similar to a crossface. I got him down the ground in Garton Neville General Hospital, right? Fucking marks up the wall, big black marks, and just this brother just sitting there, awkward as fuck, <laughs> watching me and my brother roll about the ground doing wrestling. And wrestling moves on one and I saw that kid how my brother. Kieran has came on to talk about meeting wrestlers in the real world. He says a few weeks back, this is Kieran, I'll do Kieran's voice. A few weeks back, right, me and my girlfriend and some pals are in tune, right? Guys in one bar, girls sitting outside one another, right? And another one. I'm sitting with the guys in the bar and my phone goes off. It's two selfies for my girlfriend with this guy, right? Instantly recognise the guy and I wonder how she knows who this person is, right? Anyways, I don't reply back and later she phones me telling me to check my phone all excited as to who she's met, right? My girlfriend thought she'd just taken a selfie with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, the current WWE champion appearing weekly on Monday Night Raw on Friday Night. Smackdown's kicking about Glasgow during the global pandemic on a Saturday afternoon. Even after he'd walked away, she googled Drew and she thought, yep, that's him. When I asked her what she said to him, she said that her boyfriend was a big fan and asked for a selfie, which he was more than happy to do. Know who the guy she got the selfie with actually was? Jack Jester. <laughs> it's a good story, isn't it? That's funny, man. But I can imagine him getting that all the time, man. That is fucking hilarious, man. That's fucking hilarious. Thanks, you, know how, you, know how we, you know how we love um, fucking... You know how we love WrestleZone, mm-hmm. Aberdeen? Aye. There's a boy, Jamie, he's the same age as me, he wrestled up and, and wrestles in Aberdeen, and we are distinctly similar, I must admit, right? We are. We're, we're quite similar. And uh, I had a booking up in um, Aberdeen, mm-hmm. and Marty Jones was taking it. You know Marty Jones, man? Aye, aye. Fucking proper old school, right? Gets tore into folk. <laughs> he was taking a seminar, and I had just arrived, this was about two o'clock in the afternoon, and I just saw, I just sees him going through and that's Jamie going I mean that's shit you're doing with a comedy that's fucking embarrassing and fucking I mean I know you're you're getting yourself on the telly but you're making yourself look like cunts fucking on that telly he's a swearing and I'm like ah, he fucking thinks that's me <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking you letting him you letting him get a ball mate, I, I, I didn't mate I fucking, I, I bailed. I was like, he hangs as me. And then later on in the night, Jamie comes up to goes, you fucking Marty Jones hangs Sam, you. But <laughs> <laughs> that way, man. Beautiful. Totally get torn into him. Right here, we were asking yeah, I'm, this. Very, I'm very anecdote fucking hang with the night. Oh, it's huh? beautiful. That's what, that's what we like. Um, so we were asking on Twitter this week, when did you realise that wrestling was fake? Uh, Axe Bomber Man says, when I watched SummerSlam 88 on VHS and saw Outlaw Ron Bass brutalise Beefcake with a massive red X on the screen, you'd go to jail for that sake, man. Dale says, when I realised that people were getting smashed through tables, but a match would be stopped for a pulled hammy. <laughs> a pulled hammy, man. It's a hamstring for anybody out there who's confused. Stuart says, when Undertaker killed the big boss man 
at WrestleMania 15, then Boss Man just rocked up on the Raw after that. Yeah. Do you believe that now? Do you believe he honestly thought that wrestling was real until that happened? Until the boss man was hung for that. It depends what age he was, mate. It could be. Uh, no, no, I'll give, I'll give me his due. Yeah, that, that, that could, could happen. I just, he could I have know. just been away. No, I mean, Daniel says Kane, Tombstone and Linda McMahon, and if he'd staying like three feet above the ground, then acting like a neck had just been snapped. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen says, cousin told me the trash cans were made out of the same stuff as a can of Coke. And then he then smacked me with a can of Coke. They, they bins are dead light looking, aren't they? They're, I mean, honestly. I mean, it's the pure, the amount of times you turn up at shows and there's a hardcore match. And it's obvious the wrestler's just been doing to fucking B&M. And like, both the buffet tray table hang, the kind of buffet tray hangs up. Silver foil, the foil ones, and it's and I'm seeing I think about it now, man. It's fucking. I mean, it's funny, man. I remember when we wrestled Adam Shame and Adrosen as well. We spent about an hour, and the things we bought, man. We bought like a big pink Ireland board. We bought, and that was a finish, by the way. Him power bombing me through, <laughs> through the Ireland board. Everything just for fucking B and M. You're doing all that angle that you see in the documentaries, Lou Frona, well, and B and M hitting half one. Oh, I'll dare. That's all right, and that again. <laughs> you know what I mean, dish that day, dish. Uh, Kieran says when the bold Papa Shango put that curse on Ultimate Warrior that was when he knew it was fake Gibran says the first time I watched wrestling when a Jake the Snake sicked his pet cobra on Randy Savage and Savage lived and Andy says beyond the mat was what smartened him up that's pretty that's believable that actually aye but even at 12 or 13 eyebrows were raised when Big Boss Man um, dragged away Big Show's old man's coffin Uh, Mr Ian Says when I saw a WWF house show at the SECC in 1993 and Brett versus Bam Bam was the exact same match they had in the King of the Ring final. That's interesting. That's an interesting one. I, I like that. that one. And Karate Warrior 2 says when we started reading Nitro reports on Lords of Pain.net at the Internet Cafe, Internet Cafe keepers should have been warning about sanitizing their hands a long effing time ago, by the way. It's interesting that when you think about it, I think a lot of people were kind of smartened up when the internet first became, like people started mm-hmm. to first go on the internet and then you were reading about what was going to happen. Willie says when Kane was lighting people on fire by pointing at them. <laughs> and Paul, my favourite reply to this, says, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rob, I, 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 if you go, um, a memory, like when you thought, because... You're, you were right. You were right, younger. Well, I also want to know the first live show you went to as well because I don't know if I've asked you that before. When did I start thinking it was fake? Here's a weird thing. Like I definitely don't have a moment where I, I thought it was fake. I definitely like thought it was Some real. Appeal. I definitely thought it was sort of real for a a long time when I was a wee when I was a wee guy. Um, and then. I don't know. I think maybe there was a wee thing like my dad would, I think my dad kind of smartened me up really early to British wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, remember I said to you, I used to watch kind of British wrestling with my dad when I was really, really wee, and Aye. I think my dad kind of sm- smartened me up a wee bit there to it, you know what I mean? So I don't really, either either, either I always knew it was kind of no completely real, or the, the transition is just low. I don't, like, I don't have a moment where I was like, hold on a minute, you know what I mean? Aye. And see how you say smartening up? Was it a dad going, that's a lot of shit. Like, they're not even touching one another. Or was it, look, son, this isn't real? No, it was me. It was me. Like, my dad was always really fond of kind of explaining how things work. You know what I mean? Ah, right. So it was me, like, 
Oh, you know, so what they'll be doing is, you know, ah. like he'll be, it was Mel like that, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, this is a lot of shite. Right, we're not even hitting each other. It wasn't like that. It was Mel like, this is what they're doing here. No, you know what I mean? My, my mom and dad beef were a bit like, let's, I can always remember my mom going, turn that down. See that? The way they're talking, turn that down, that fucking American accent, turn that down. And I remember somebody got hit with a chair on Smackdown Saturday morning, and my mom went, oh, come on, look. And she turned off her slipper and was slapping it after going, going, I saw something in the corner, something sound effects, that's just somebody going, Tch. so somebody nice hitting her slipper off the flare going, that's just that, listen. <laughs> I do distinctly remember actually my dad watching, my, my dad seeing me watching a Texas Tornado match actually, and seeing somebody selling a tornado punch and being like, come on now, about that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been coming with that's, you know what I mean? On, the, the Americans are stretching it now. Whereas, you know what I mean? This is like a cartoon. So he wasn't like, he wasn't like fond of that. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast or just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email us old school Wrestling Daft at gmail.com. Every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling, the bullet clubs for the mean street posses. Right, hold on, John. What? Hold on a minute. Come on now. Hold on a minute. There is no way. The Bullet Club, aye, right. Fair enough, right. Cool and all that. Brilliant, right. Brilliant, cool and all that. Fucking Main Street Posse, aren't they bad? Main Street Posse were amazing. They were amazing. What a laugh that was. Do you remember all the wee, the wee videos, the promo videos before they came out, just how, how fucking funny they were? Mm-hmm. The Main Street Posse were funny, man. They were great. I'm not having that. Sorry. Right, uh, Gredo, is there anything you want to bury or put over this week? I actually was messaging John just off an hour before we come on. I says, what's going on? <laughs> and the wrestling, what's happening in wrestling this week? Because I'm just totally not up to date with it. The only thing I saw, I mean, there's still that Twitch thing going about. Um, I don't even think I've turned on the network once this week. <laughs> Seriously, haven't I? Uh... <laughs> well, let me go first then, right? Um... First thing I want to bury... Maybe that's why we're the 13th best, because <laughs> fucking one of them doesn't even watch, watch the shows. Well, <laughs> we'll, get to that we'll get to that 13th best part okay. in a minute, right? Uh, first of all, I'm going to put over... Uh, right, first of all, I want to bury, actually. I want to, a couple of things I want to bury. I want to bury, first of all, the reaction to the pay-per-view stream on Fight that the NWA had for Nick Aldis and Mike Bennett's match. Um, I wasn't happy about... People were complaining about the stream. The stream wasn't good enough quality. It was stopping for people and stuff like that. Here's what I have to say to the people out there, right? You have to be understanding of the situation that the NWA are in just now. They don't have the infrastructure that the WWE has or even the AEW has to do these live streaming events and stuff like that, so you need to cut them a wee bit of a break. Ah, you can say, well, they're charging for it, that's fine. But you know what, they're charging you for that show, they're charging like seven quid, it's not really that much. Um, so, uh, once again, wrestling fans just being extremely extremely harsh about any wee hiccup. They want everything perfect all the time. And I'm afraid, in the middle of a global pandemic, things are only going to be perfect all the time. The other one I want to bury is this. John, our producer, told us that Wrestling Daft is currently rated the 13th best wrestling podcast. No, when I when he said that sentence, over oh, the 13th best wrestling podcast, I thought, in the world, that's not that bad. 
But what he said was, in the UK, was what he said, 13th best wrestling podcast in the UK, which means apparently there's 12 wrestling podcasts better than us in the UK, which I don't fucking accept. I don't accept it. We're the best fucking wrestling podcast in the UK. That's why you're listening to it. You're listening to it the new, in your motor or in your house or on your earphones or in your bed or in your bath or on the toilet when you're doing a shite or when you're making your dinner or when you're going for a run or when you're fucking climbing up a tree to, to look into your neighbor's garden because like, neighbor, your neighbor's wife's out sunbathing or your neighbor's man's out doing like, water in the, the bushes and stuff like that and he's got a big bulge. You're listening to it because we're the fucking best wrestling podcast in the UK. So I don't know who are these fucking 12 that are better than us. Name them. It'll be... Fucking name them. Cultaholic will be one. Fuck Cultaholic. Who's next? What culture? What culture? Fuck him, man. What culture? Are they the ones that set up a wrestling promotion that all collapsed and all that? Embarrassing. They're the most embarrassing wrestling podcast in the UK. Next. Who's next? I would suspect Jericho will be on there. All oh, right, so oh, hold on a minute. Oh, hold on a minute. That's oh, actually not too bad. Aye. Oh, all oh, right. That's actually all right then. Like Austin will be in there. Jericho will be in there. All the big ones, you know. Oh, wait. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's different. I thought you just meant podcast made in the UK. Oh no, no wrestling. Just wrestling podcasts. Right. Well, I want to, what I want to put over this week is finding out that wrestling daft is the thirteenth be, rated the thirteenth best podcast in the UK. That's fantastic. Let's go and see what the punters are saying. Uh, Who rated it, John? Was it like a kind of... Sorry, I, John, just... What, 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 was it... Is that by downloads-wise, or is it opinion by something that was blogging? No, it's, just, it's just in the charts, Nigerian charts. So we're the 13th best wrestling in the UK. In Canada, we're number 93. In Australia, we're number 74. In Norway, we're number 50. We're good in Norway. We're big in Norway. And uh, in the Netherlands, number 19... In Holland, we are yes, big. Yes, man. The Dutch like is, man. The red light district. All the red light, light district punters, all the sex workers like to listen to Rab and Gredo <laughs> when they're getting prepped for a good... I hope they're being safe out there, by the way, which means, of course, condoms and masks. Paul puts over Raw Underground, Sami Zayn, and producer John on his back-to-back fantasy booking island wins on the marks. Well done, John, Thank on you. your wee fantasy booking segment. Right? Well done, mate. And uh, Paul wants to bury the Matt Hardy segment on Dynamite. He just felt it was a bit weird. Um, John wants to put over Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles storyline, making Intercontinental title feel important again. Right, you know what? I feel like people say this every two months. Oh, he's made Intercontinental title feel important again. Do you know feel as if people are saying that all the time? Well, saying that, well, I'm just looking at this top wrestling podcast thing. It's really done my fucking mind. I've just looked up top 16 on knowing that. But anyway, on the corner t- title, what is he saying? Well, you don't have to feel that every two minutes people are going, he's made the Intercontinental title seem important again. Aye, mate. I feel like every fucking new title reign, people are going, he's made that Intercontinental title important again. Maybe the Intercontinental title just is important. <laughs> Anyway, John wants to bury ratings in wrestling. NXT, AEW, shouldn't it be about the ratings? Should be, we have mere, should be, you're just happy with mere choices of wrestling to watch as fans. Ratings mm-hmm. always matter, as you can tell by the fact that Grado is completely scunnered now looking at our ratings on these charts. <laughs> uh, Andy wants to put our Drake Maverick stroke rockstar spud. He can do it all. He's a great talker. He can make you hate him. He can make you cheer for him. He'll have you in stitches and plus. 
he can work. He's a Swiss Army performer. Very true. Keith wants to put all the hurt business, a stable that's getting better by the week. Agreed on that, actually. I wasn't sure about that stable when it first got put together, but it's really feels like something. The MVP's work on the mic has been incredible since he came back to WWE. Very happy, actually, to see MVP um, really grabbing this opportunity, man, with the WWE with Beth Hans. He's really came into a position of good prominence again. Is he, man? He considered not that long ago he was hanging about with Grado. <laughs> no, man, I'm just thinking it was this. Probably around about this time, it was October last year, we were in Germany with each other all weekend, and I felt he was he was just into that judo shit. Um, that's all he kind of cared about. He was just showing me judo pictures and that. So. Did you think when you were hanging about with him, right, last year, Gredo, mm-hmm. did you think he'll be back kind of in a very, very prominent position in the WWE within a year? Aye, because it's happened to everybody that I've ever hung about with. Oh, we've, got, oh, we've, got, we've, got, we've, never, we've never done Grado. We've got the video of MVP bigging up wrestling daft, which we never put out. Oh, really? Aye. He, um, stick it up so, the Patreon because... We'll stick, we'll stick it up in the Patreon. And tell us if he's sober. Let, 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 let the patrons have a look at that video and let us know how sober on a scale of 1 to 10 you think uh, MVP is. I'll tell you who wasn't sober in that video. <laughs> I don't even remember it for, for a start. <laughs> Uh, but, but MVP w- wouldn't come on this podcast because he says, well, I need to tell the story. And I says, what story? And I went, you can't fucking tell that story. <laughs> and he went, well, I'm not coming on that podcast unless you tell the story. But I've kind of I've diced on about it. It's just, that's a horrible wee fucking, ugh. it's just pure wrestling, man. <laughs> it's just Don't pure. tell it, mate. Don't tell yeah. it. Don't. No career enders the night. No career enders the night. <laughs> Willie Jakes wants to put or be in the elite for managing to get me invested enough in the Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon feud that I actually watched Dark this week. Yeah, Great by the man. way, I, if I was a punter listening to this and I said that, I'd go, fuck off, Gredo, who drink you? I know, being like, just, just fucking tell you. Can I tell you? wrestling. Speaking of that, oh man, I've got a story. You hear a story I've got about Jeanette Cranky, right? <laughs> no, I better not tell it. I better not tell it, actually, right? I better not. Um, Great match and the double count finish was perfect, says Willie Jakes. But, and he wants to bury WWE for firing 60 people during the pandemic. Scumbags. Dave wants to put our big Rusev getting the AEW call up. The best What man. was that about? What? That was such a random fucking... Uh, was that the best man bit? Yeah, you... Was, it was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was weird. Like, I can understand... You know, it's obviously going to happen. But do you know what? I don't know if I don't dislike it. I actually think, all right, it's something different, isn't it? As I would have done something predictable that just had, had I would have had like, aye. you know. Running an own Moxley at the end and all I, that. I come in and just have him leather someday or something. Um, and you love want, Rusev? Eh? You love Rusev, don't you? I do love Rusev. Aye. I think he's great. Uh, once they bury the Rollins-Dominic angle, that daft cage match was one too many, was a cracking storyline, but Vince has pushed it too long. Move on. Hold on, though, because I did like that wee detail where Rey Mysterio's daughter was doing it Buddy Murphy, checking that Buddy Murphy was kind of all right. I like that. I like that wee details like that. And I'll tell you something else. Don't make a face, John. Don't make a fucking face at me. He was 19 and he's 30. Come on now. It doesn't fucking matter. doesn't matter. It was a wee moment of compassion for her, for Buddy Murphy, right? And then you've got all these punters going like that. Oh, Rey Mysterio's daughter eh, made a mistake there checking on Buddy Murphy. Like, as if it wasn't fucking... Pl- People are idiots, man. Um, Dylan wants to put over Jonathan Gresham versus Wheeler Utah and the Ring of Honor Pure Championship coming back as a whole. 
A good week for Ring of Honor, actually, burying the fact that it ever went away in the first place. Stephen wants to put all the hurt business for being the most watchable part of Raw. I love a faction that just runs amok and square goes everybody <laughs> and wants to bury people talking about ratings as well. Sick of the ratings, pal. Everybody's sick of the ratings, chat. Apart from Jericho. Jericho loves it. But he's turned it into like a gimmick. No, all the ratings part, aren't he? I love... See all that part on Twitter. You're banned for watching any of my matches. He's yep. fucking on fire. He's the it? best, isn't he? Right. He's the best. I love all that. The demo god. What is he? What is he called him? The million viewer man, as well. He's called himself. Because <laughs> 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 they're the million viewers. The million viewer man. Just written uh, the whole of it and it's brilliant. Yep. Uh, and uh, Daniel wants to put her being the elite, turning Matt Sedal's slip on his debut into a comedy bit and helping people see that mistakes happen. And want to bury Miro's Disney clothing on his AEW debut. He looked like he was a tourist strutting about Florida. I realize it was expensive Gucci stuff, but come on. It's not for Daniel, that Gucci part. Uh, <laughs> and once they bury the uh, Asuka and Mickey James ending, was it a botch or a legit injury? Mickey certainly looked confused. I, I, I saw a tap. I don't understand what everybody was so confused about with this uh, Mickey James finish because I, I'm pretty sure I saw a tap. So apparently the referee, I mean, I, if that's one thing I did look, I had time. And the story goes that the referee thought that she was legit hurt, so he called it, he, he, he ended it. And, and everybody's right. just saying, like, Mickey James is so good at selling it. She's even fucking duped the referee. But I, I don't know if I'd, I'd buy that unless the referee's a fucking... I was sure I saw a tap. I just thought it was, uh, you know. Anyway. Uh, and Nick. Nick will let us know. Nick will have, have the, the full story on this. Uh, but there you go. That's your buddies and putovers. Uh, a, a decent week, I think, in wrestling. It was nice to see the NWA Championship getting defended again. Um, and good to see Nick Aldis carrying away the belt. The real world champion is still... Uh, still running strong. It's the part of the show we invite you listeners to do a run-in, which doesn't really make sense because run-ins are things that you don't invite people to do. But anyway, come on, ask what you want. Come on the show, ask us anything. You might want us to analyse the push of Limitless Keith Lee, or you simply might want to know who Grado thought was the biggest dick in the business or hear his story, his MVP story, his story about shagging MVP. This week, let's <laughs> welcome to the show a long-time listener, Westy, there Hello. she is. How's Westy? How you doing? By the way, this is like really bad to admit, but possibly one of the first females we've had in the show. Is it really? Oh, no, I don't like. I don't like to say females, Gradle. I think that's like that's the first woman we've had on the show. Oh, sorry, sorry. If, uh, we don't really say that. We don't really say females. They were not. I thought I was. I thought that was the right word to say. But do you get what I mean? It's took this long for for last us. It's a bit. It's really bad, go. and I've spoken about it before, by the way, Louise, I've spoken about this before, about how we need to get some women on as guests, and to be fair, to be fair to Grado, he has been trying to get women on as guests as well, but for Aye. some reason, women just don't want to talk to him. Unless, so, unless it's Westy, who's, who's <laughs> up for coming on and having a wee, a wee blather, what are you saying to the night? Oh, nothing much, I've just been, just been patiently waiting. Oh, have you? Well, we've, yes. had a good, we've had a good show so far. We, we were, we, um, well, Rab knows what's happened in this week of wrestling, but I'm a wee bit behind. I've no, I've no watched any matches. I've no done nothing. Please, give us a lowdown, Louise. <laughs> what's happened in wrestling this week? I just trying to remember all of that. Um... Right, hold on. Let me do some music for this. It's Louise's Wrestling Report. When you go. Drew was meant to have a match. With Keith Lee, and the match ended out in a no contest. It, right. it didn't happen because obviously yeah. retribution ran interference. Right, no, hold on. 
Do you know, Hank, we've got a situation here because we get Keith Lee in the picture, we get Drew there. Still feels as if there's a wee bit of a, it's hard to work out the kind of babyface heel dynamic this is, there in the, this, in the, sorry. At the top of the card, you know what I mean? This is what was interesting because it was meant to be like a number one contenders match for Clash of Champions because apparently Orton wasn't able to compete. Right. And if Keith Lee could beat Drew, um, then if Orton wasn't able to compete, he'd be, able, he'd be in the title shot. He'd be in the picture. Clash. See, I've always felt a bit weird about Clash of Champions. It's not my favourite paper. I need to take a phone call. Something's up my dad. Two minutes, I don't oh. Yeah, that, that's fine. Jesus. Hopefully, um, everything's all right on that front. I'm starting to feel a wee bit like uh, something's happened during the live wrestling event. I'm trying to keep... <laughs> Trying to, trying to keep things going, trying to keep things going. Um, so, aye, the, aye, there's a wee bit, a Clash of Champions has never uh, been... Um, right, right, okay, Hold on, back. I fucking fell in all this and folk attempt oh, to get around. Jesus. Right, I, I need, I'll be back, I'll, I'll be back, right? Yeah. Don't worry, I'll keep the show going. I'll keep the show going. You take your time, don't worry about it, Grado. I can wrap up, I can wrap up the show. Don't worry. Right? So there we go. Amazing, something has happened. Grado's da has fell. Hopefully it's not uh, any big deal, but sorry about this, Louise. No, 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 it's, it's fine, you know. And I tell you, it's not a prank as well that you've been involved in, just in case you think we've got you on the show and... No, no, no. <laughs> I, wouldn't so, think, I wouldn't think that. So what is your favourite wrestling promotion at the minute, Louise? Well, uh, well, I've got lots of promotions that I really, really like. But, no, but what else, is your favourite? You need to choose one. Just one, okay. Um, I would probably have to be ICW. Nice, loyal ICW. Are you missing them? Are you missing the shows? Oh, God, I'm missing everything, to be honest. I'm just missing being able to get out and meet my pals as well. How many ICW shows have you been to? Oh, I've lost count. Do you know? I've got a rough idea because my first show was after Fear and Lothan when Grado won the belt in 2015. So I've probably been to about, rough estimate, 10, 15 shows. Nice. I'm just trying to top, top It's a my great head. night out, isn't it? It's a great night out. Oh god, it's brilliant. It's like a buzz. It's the atmosphere. Well, do you go with pals? Do you like do you go um, with pals? Yeah, there's a group of us that, that meet up um outside the venue before a show. Beautiful. Give them a shout out. Who is it? Who is yeah, it? Who's um, there? I've got a, well, I've got a um a pal named Lewis, who's a massive Andy Wells fan. Um nice. Fiona Manson, who's who's my who's like my best pal. Love it a bit. So Louise, do you have any messages for anybody out there before we wrap this up? This um, running? None really. Oh, you have a question, right? Grado's away. Grado's away though. It was one from it was one for the both of you, and it right. was obviously you and, and Grado, and okay. it was obviously you TV personality as well. Well yeah. You get a lot of fan mail. What's the unusual or funniest fan mail that you've ever got from a fan? Well, Grado will have some good ones here, but probably, I don't know if it's ones he would have been able to talk about, to be honest. I don't think you've missed anything because <laughs> he wouldn't have probably been comfortable talking about it. Um, me? Like, you, you definitely get some really dodgy stuff. And, like, I can't tell you about the worst thing because the worst thing is a thing that you, you're borderline going to go to the police about. <laughs> so you like genuinely, genuinely, no joking, um, a situation. So there is, there is always, 
really weird stuff and really uncomfortable stuff. Um, most of the stuff is nice, though. I think, like, see when you're see when you're lucky enough to be on telly or whatever up in Scotland. Most of the stuff is nice because I think on, on the whole, people in Scotland are kind of kind of good people, you know what I mean, and really doing yeah. it and um, and stuff like that. But but I think see the weird see the weird ones. The weird ones are usually really weird to an extreme, you know what I mean. And so you you, you couldn't really tell people about them. Oh. <laughs> That's my answer. That's fair. I wouldn't want to be too fierce to tell you. So, <laughs> I so that's but that was a good question. That was a good question. Yeah. So, what you're looking forward was coming up in the wrestling that you're looking forward to. What's your thing you're looking forward to in the wrestling? Or you um, just wanted to get back to a live event? I just I just want to get back to a live event. How um, would you think they would work that? Like, how would you want ICW to work it? Let's say the pandemic. Let's say there's no vaccine for four or five years. Yeah. And the pandemic is an ongoing thing. Um. How how would you? So let's. And, and, and let's even think to ourselves, right, people for ICW might hear this. How would you, oh as a fan of ICW, like to see them work it where you could watch a live event again with all your favourite performers and your favourite promotion? How would you like to see that? If they could find a way to, like, they've got lots of, like, students and trainees and stuff, so they could always, I don't know, they could just get them in as... Um, Audience members, if that makes sense. But that wouldn't, but, I, but that wouldn't help you though. Like, how would you, no. you, you go and see the show? I mean, that. how much yeah. would you spend on a ticket? How if, much like, would I spend on a ticket? Well, well, see if they said, well, we can only let in a smaller amount of people, right? Yeah. But we need to put the ticket prices up because of that. What would be your limit? Um, I would probably go fifty. You would go fifty quid, right, Dallas? Get this team out, Dallas. <laughs> let them know fifty quid a ticket. Oh, Dallas will love that. 50 quid a ticket back in the game. I've sorted that out for you, Dallas. Here we go. Because <laughs> I think moment. that's like the price of a, of a, of a special event ticket. Right. Roughly, right. I think. And, it would, you know, and that would yeah. be a special event. So that'd be an interesting thing to see happen. Right, Louise, thanks so much for doing well, the run. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, domestic emergency thanks, happening. John. Yeah, thanks. Hopefully, hopefully his dad's okay, you know. I'm sure all will be well. All will be well. Yeah. And we'll feel really bad if it isn't. All right, speak soon, Louise. Right, bye now. That's great. Thank you. Well, you can get more Wrestling Daft at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft or patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, four bucks a month. On that, you get patron only chat community, ad free versions of all the episodes, early access, random bonus content, the video version of the excellent Marks podcast. Vote on what you want to see feature in the list of Wrestling Daft and for the Marks Fantasy Booking Island. Which I've won uh, twice now. What was that? I've won, which I've won twice. Uh, he's, 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 John keeps winning it. John keeps Hold winning it. it. Tier 2 Intercontinental Champion, which is $10 a month. You get everything in Tier 1 as well as a video version of the podcast each week. Bonus episode once a month. Up there now you can get Rab on Wrestling, that's me. I chat how I got into the business and how I ended up promoting my own shows. Great times. Also, the first two parts of the Grado story, it's your cell. We're now up to him winning the belt against Drew, but don't worry, because that TNA episode is coming up next. And you can also join our Patreon pay-per-view parties. Tier 3 is... As well, we're going to add a new bonus podcast this month uh, from the March. We're going to do the Dafty Awards, where we're going to do Best Wrestler of the Month, 
match of the month, worst wrestler, worst match. Oh, okay, okay. We'll be discussing that and getting listeners involved in that as well. So we're, three of us are going to do that, and we need to plan out what we're going to do with you guys next as well. So beautiful new new bonus content. So get on that tier three world heavyweight champion twenty dollars a month. Everything in the previous tiers as well as a free Wrestling Daft t-shirt of a design of your choice. You need to sign up for a minimum of three months for that. Plus, you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks. I'll do a run-in on this show just like Wesley did the night. So if you fancy that and becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft as we would love to welcome you to the roster. Football is a short career. But what if we could wind the clock back and give some of the UK's favourite ex-pros at one more go-around? Yet yeah, one last match. Who would they choose as their teammates? Who would they pick as their gaffer? What stadium would they want to walk out at one last time? That's what we asked to club legends like Jason McAteer. I finished my career and there's, there's always that feeling I had that I always wish I'd won something with Liverpool. We should have won the Premier League. We should have won a, a trophy. John Hartson. So I, I think back and I think... You know, I, I probably, I've never got over that, you know, losing that night. Emil Heskey. Going to Birmingham and it just wasn't the same. You know, they wasn't confident enough in their ability to actually hit that pass. Mm-hmm. But Steve had just gone around, bang, bang. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great to play with. Season one is coming soon to Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and see why it's never too late for one last match. One last match with Who Knows Wins. Put your money where your mates are. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You just made the list! Every week, we ask for you guys to vote on our list of wrestling daft. This week was close because we put overrated wrestlers up against underrated wrestlers, but with 56% of the vote, it was underrated wrestlers that won it. Uh, so now I'm going to do my top three. Grado's not here to argue with me. He's not here. And it's a shame that Grado's not here because I think Grado um, would have had some interesting contributions to this one, right? You put himself at number one. Well, my number three. Right? <laughs> As a guy we've spoken about before on this show, and this is why I think Grado would have been particularly interested, and as Mike Awesome. Holy, that's that is Mike Awesome. He's the he's the heavyweight champion of ECW. The last time we saw him, he had that belt. What's he doing here? Doesn't he have some kind of title defense? He's got a lot of nerves just walking on this program. Mike Awesome, the ECW World Heavyweight Champion, just wiped out Kevin Nash. We have spoken about Mike Awesome a lot. I kind of feel that every time we watch or talk about a card that has Mike Awesome on it, Mike Awesome's match is my favourite match. I kind of feel like this guy, if he'd been a run, if he'd reached that point in his career maybe seven or eight years earlier, ten years earlier, we'd have had a very different career. We'd have had a very different kind of push. Uh, We'd have really been a big star. Um, I think he was kind of 
underutilized and kind of trashed a wee bit at WCW when he went there. Um, I think he, when he came to WWF, he got a wee bit of his momentum back, um, but uh, he just never really reached the heights that you thought he would reach, and he was definitely capable of reaching because he was fantastic in the ring. He could talk as well. He had a great look. He looked like legitimately a big man that could knock a shite out of you, and he could move and all that. Um, so my number three is Mike Awesome. And this was very difficult for me doing this list as well, let me tell you. Very, very difficult. Because one of the questions I've been asking about this, John, is like, what does underrated mean? What does underrated mean? Does it mean underrated in terms of technical ability or does it mean underrated in terms of like what they have contributed to the business and uh, how they're perceived in terms of like what they've contributed? Do you know what I mean? It's a tough case. It's open to interpretations because it is underrated. As in, they were a brilliant wrestler, but didn't yet recognise for their skills, or were they underrated because they didn't achieve championships and and you know things like that. So right. I guess it's open to interpretation. But yeah, Mike Awesome, a great shout. I mean, just on the, the team alone. Uh, my number two, and this is why it's a shame that Grado uh, isn't here. As Grado himself. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm fucking serious. I like having a good time. I like making these people laugh. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I like making EC3 laugh because he is my mate. And after what you've done to him, I want to prove to you that I'm no joke. Let me paint a picture for you here, right? And this is better actually doing it when he's known here, to be honest, right? Because it would have been because I would have had to have made a joke about it and all that, right? If he was there. The reason I was thinking about this and I was thinking about underrated wrestlers, and I've been thinking about how <clears throat> Grado even presents himself on this show, where he kinda he acts like the big head sometimes, right? But he also always kind of plays himself down a wee bit and makes a joke of himself. And he tells stories about how people like even just the night he's telling a story about an old school wrestler being like, oh, that's comedy stuff you do is like, you're making yourself look like a fucking idiot and all that, right? And he constantly tells you kind of stories and stuff like that. And, you know, and then he's on the, the Pro Wrestling Illustrated top one, top uh, 500 list, right? He's on that. And he'll pop up on that. He's popped up on that before. And he's loading, right? But he's there. He's on it. He, he is within the wrestling industry's consciousness, right? A figure grado, right? But let me say this. Imagine for a minute that there was a country that was known worldwide for what it had contributed to professional wrestling, right? Britain was known, the UK was known worldwide for, um, for being a major player in the history of professional wrestling, right? With world of sport and stuff like that, right? With the kind of talents at that time that came through there. Um, the, the kind of wrestling that came out of Britain and all that, right? And then the wrestling industry here, because of getting pulled off TV and stuff like that, flatlined to a great extent, right? Now, of course, that's just a cultural perception thing. Again, obviously, wrestling survived. Wrestling still continued and survived at a smaller scale. People trained, people wrestled, people watched shows. Uh, it did continue, but people were earning hardly any money and stuff like that, right? People weren't, people were having to do wrestling at the weekend and work their job during the week, right? Now, I, you can bring in a lot of factors into this about 
the UK wrestling revival. You can bring in a lot of factors, right? You can say there were promotions that came along like ICW and stuff like that. You can say there was a, a golden generation of wrestlers who uh, put British wrestling back on the map. But I do not think it is controversial to say that Scotland, Scotland was the reason why UK wrestling found its momentum again. I, I will argue that to the death no matter what happens with your progresses or anything like that, or, or where people within within that environment, um, where they have found themselves now, I am saying that that period with ICW, with Vice getting involved, with the documentaries on BBC, was what really kicked UK wrestling up the arse. It's what got the Americans interested. It's what got all this momentum behind it. And there was one key figurehead of that movement there was one key wrestler in that movement that made it happen, and it was Grado. Yeah. It was Grado as an entertainer. It was Grado as a personality. It was Grado as a guy who could connect with an audience and the crowd. It was Grado as a guy who knew how to present wrestling to a modern audience in the UK. It was Grado who was the guy when they thought, let's bring back World of Sport, they thought, Grado's our main guy. It has to be Grado who's our main guy because he was the guy who was central to this this rebirth of the UK scene. But I kind of feel that if there was any other country in the world, let's say if there was Japan, for example, right? Let's say Japanese wrestling had almost died out culturally, right? And then one wrestler was what the revival of Japanese wrestling was built around. That wrestler would be getting talk, spoken about like a fucking legend. That wrestler would have been spoken about like a legend, like a legendary figure. And I don't feel that Grado gets the respect he deserves for having been the guy who was a figurehead for that movement to get the UK wrestling back in the scene. NXT UK. Would NXT UK exist without Grado? No. There's a question for you, Rabin, because why, and you know, because he's not here, we can talk about him. Why have NXT UK, I mean, we've seen like, which is great news for like Wolfgang, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, all brilliant wrestlers, no arms in there as well. But the NXT UK is missing someone like Grado. And, you know, he, he is that guy. They turned to, like you say, he was the figurehead of Scottish wrestling, British wrestling. Why have NXT UK not had a, a go with Grado? And it really pisses me off because it'd be brilliant. It would be absolutely brilliant for that show. Grado is... There's a lot of talented people involved with NXT UK, right? But Grado is leaps and bounds ahead of any of them when it comes to um, entertaining an audience, yeah. I would say. And I don't, think any, I don't even think any of them would argue with that. You know what I mean? I don't think any of them would argue with that. I don't understand it myself. I don't know. I've personally, I'm not sure that Grado's TNA run really did help him that much, to be honest. You know what I mean? I know he loved, um, he loved being there and stuff like that, and he talks about it with a lot of affection, but um, whether, whether that's an element yet, I don't know. I don't know whether, whether it would be. Uh, but all I'm saying is, Grado is a Scottish guy, right? And Scottish guys play doing what they've achieved. That's what they do. Yeah. But I think everybody's kind of bought into that a wee bit and kind of play it doing. I think, to be fair, a lot of wrestlers don't, you know what I mean? A lot of wrestlers don't. Playing, people talk about you know the night Grado won the belt after and stuff like that, and people have started to talk about that night again, that amazing ICW event, that amazing ICW match. 
and we're no we're no dismissing what ICW achieved and what Dallas achieved or anything like that because of course that's massively important. The promoter behind that Grado, um, that big Grado push, is is massively important. So obviously, Dallas deserves a, a huge amount of credit for that. But um, you know, people have started to talk about that match again about that Drew and Grado match. But they're talking about it with a kind of Drew angle on it. You know what I mean? And even Drew, I'm sure, would admit Grado was the fucking key factor in that match. He was the key factor in that match. He was the baby face that went over that caused that amazing pop. And that's a that's a difficult thing to create. It's a difficult thing to create. You can't you can't plan something like that. You need to catch that lightning in a bottle thing. And I just think if it was any other country that wasn't fucking Scotland playing itself down again. If it wasn't any other country that didn't have the UK always has this thing where great things can be achieved in Scotland and no harm to the English, right? No harm to the English, but the English will turn Scottish success into a UK success and then into an England success. That's what they'll do. That's just culturally what happens. You know what I mean? So already you can see that the, the UK revival is starting to be turning into a kind of almost London-centric kind of fucking revival. You know what I mean? Um, when everybody knows the truth, the truth is UK wrestling get back off its arse because of um, a guy for the top end. And my number one is uh, John Cena. <laughs> my number one is John Cena. My point is, my man, you're going to get the answers to these questions at no mercy. You don't have to ask them because at no mercy, you're going to get beat. And you're going to get beat by either a guy who lost the step or a guy who's been stringing you along for years. Letting you waltz out here mistake after mistake after mistake just so I could pick the right time to chop your ass down to size. Because if you want to talk about... Because here's here's a simple here's a simple fact of the matter. We've had all, we had almost a decade of fans saying, "Chant, you can't wrestle," to a guy who turned it on in every fucking match he was ever in. And there's no, you don't need to. I don't think you need to say anything other than that. John Cena is the number one most underrated wrestler of all time because he would have crowds chanting, "You can't wrestle," and Cena sucks and booing him and all that when he was nine times out of ten pulling out the match of the night, working his fucking socks off. Always a great match. Um, so he has to be my number one. Wow. I, I'm very surprised. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to argue against Johnson because I, I agree, like you say, as a performer in the ring, He's fucking brilliant. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's brilliant. And he, people don't respect that. They see everything around him, but they don't see what he actually does in the ring. He's a great sell. And, you know, just look at some of the match, that match against Brock Lesnar, where he just sold. Just, just, mm-hmm. boy, just brilliant. But um, I was very surprised that he didn't go for Dustin Rhodes. I, very, I thought Dustin Rhodes would be... I'll tell you why I didn't go for Dustin, right? And I did consider Dustin Rhodes, right? But I'll tell you why I didn't go for him. Because... While he has been underrated for a huge amount of his career, right? Things have changed. Right. That guy, when he retires, right? When that moment comes when that guy retires, people have woken up to him now. He has started to ascend now to the level 
that he should be at. You know what I mean? So I, don't, I feel like I don't need to put him into this list because yeah. we're, we're talking about, we're, here we're talking about guys that I still feel are underrated, whereas people have started to go, I feel as if I'm seeing it a lot now, people going, Dustin Rhodes is like as good as any of these best ones of all time we've ever spoken about, you know what I mean? We've seen that happen and it's, and it's beautiful to see that because often you don't, guys get to the end of their career and you know they've never had the respect they deserve, whereas Dustin's getting the respect that he deserves now, which is yeah. a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't think, thank God, if we did this three years ago, this list, then he, he would be number one. Yeah, let's see what the punters say. Scott says, Brian Pillman. Oh, that's a good shout, man. The first wrestler I can remember, remember to blend fiction and reality. I genuinely thought Austin had killed him when he went to his house. It'd have been even better if he was able to wrestle at the height of the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era would have been very different if Brian Pillman would have been there, man. It would have been a brilliant shout, Scott. Kyle says, William Regal had everything apart from a good storyline with WWE, unless you count the one he had on a WWE game as the leader of the United Kingdom stable. Regal was a great wrestler. The problem with Regal, I think, was that he was so very loyal to the British style of wrestling that I think a lot of fans just didn't get it. I think a lot of American wrestling audiences didn't get how brilliant what Regal did was in the ring. You know what I mean? You watch a Regal match and you're kind of like this is this is incredible stuff man and it's like but it's that very old school uk wrestling stuff that i think a lot of american fans just you know it just wasn't culturally part of their kind of wrestling grammar i think if he was around today he would be highly rated than he was oh. i think he would be straight to the top of the card if he was around today definitely rob starob 87 says no joke but i think the miz how he has not had another chance as WWE champion is unbelievable. His time with the belt was very poorly booked, and I think he could be much better now if given the right people to work with. I've spoken about this before as well. I think The Miz is amazing. He's, the Miz went for a guy I, I was like, oh, I've got no time for this guy. To being just, I think, definitely one of the greatest heels we've ever seen in wrestling. Uh, a, a great heel. Can he be, can he be a babyface, though? No. They can't be a babyface. Stuart says, Scott Hall, people just remember him due to his personal demons, but no one really remembers that he was a top talent and also should have a world title to his name, but the best he got was the Intercontinental title at WWE and US and TV titles at WCW. See, I don't really agree there. I don't think people just remember Scott Hall due to his personal demons. Maybe if you're younger, maybe, but Scott Hall was cool as, cool as fuck, man. Scott Hall was cool, you know what I mean? Um, so, underrated? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Nice to wrestlers says John Cena. Never gets close to the amount of credit he deserves when it comes to match quality. Always just to infuriate me when folk chanted, you can't wrestle him. He fucking can, and he's one of the best. All right, very true. Gary says Shelton Benjamin is arguably one of the most underrated of all time. Some of the moments in both Money in the Bank matches that were most memorable came from Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, I great in the ring. I never really connected with him as a personality, really, but great wrestler he wasn't great he wasn't great on the mic but like you say it was just incredible in the ring he was like Angle in the fact he took mm. it so brilliantly and he was just in the ring he was great I have to say though I saw him at a live show and he was doing this whole gimmick thing when he was like uh, just calling it wrestlers he kept getting battered by wrestlers and everybody oh give me send me on an hour I'll take an hour and <laughs> brilliant and then just Kevin Owens came and battered them the Street Profits came down and battered them and he was fucking brilliant and he was seen more of that on the telly I think in his his older age he, his personality has really improved um, but, but he, oh, a great performer 
Uh, Emma Louise says Buddy Murphy. Now, that's a good shout, by the way. Guys, absolutely unreal in the ring. A lot of the 205 Live guys as well. An interesting one for Emma Louise there because Buddy Murphy really is... Listen, I can't wait for a Seth Rollins-Buddy Murphy match. I can't fucking wait for it. See, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to be getting excited about the thought of this match because I think the two guys will... I think it'll be an all-timer, by the way, when these two guys go there. See if they really heat this up. If they really heat this rivalry up, as, as I feel like they're doing quite well, um, I think it's going to be a, a, a dynamite match. Uh. Ross says, has to be X-Pac. He <laughs> was brilliant for 20-odd years and was part of the two biggest factions of all time. He even had a decent run in TNA when we all thought he was done. <laughs> I don't think X-Pac's underrated. Nah. I think X-Pac gets plenty of credit. He was a big star. Chris says, Rick Rude. Good shout. Amazing heel, who was a superb performer, brilliant promo, killed it in WCW, but should have been top heel in WWE 91-93 and should have won a world title. 100%. What a heel, man. Uh, Rick Rude, is, Rick Rude, along with Kurt Hennig, is just two of the kind of really tragic early deaths. You know, two, just two guys that, is, you know, it's very sad. Steve, the model, Rick Martel, superb worker, true, oozed charisma. Yes, always delivered top-notch matches. Yes, was the original Royal Rumble Iron Man. Just sadly never had that defining star-making moment. It's an interesting one, that, isn't it? The Rick Martel situation, because he had all that guy. Uh, that's just interesting. It was Why, Sherry. He was paired with Sherry as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Rick, aye. Rick Martel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why know him? Like, you know what I mean? Why know him? Why did it no happen for him? It's interesting. Aldous Tash says Dustin Rhodes, even in his 50s, he's incredible. I think the gimmick of gold dust overshadowed his actual wrestling ability at times. There was a reason why he was dubbed the natural in the early years of his career. Um, well, there you go. But I think, you know, I think new people, people are going to hold him up as they should. Um, when he get, when he, he hasn't got his Hall of Fame ring yet, has he? No, he's not yet. Yeah, well, That's going to be a great night though because... He'll get that Hall of Fame ring and, you know, and that'll be the moment. I think I kind of feel that'll be the moment for everybody to just celebrate him, you know what I mean? Neil, for a local perspective, it always surprises me that Jester hasn't been picked up by one of the bigger companies. The guys in Orange Performer could easily be built up as the antithesis of Drew. Uh, that's a great shout, actually. Um, see, see, a thing. I never think of Jack Jester when it comes to, when we have conversations about wrestling, I never think about Jack Jester, right? And I'll tell you why I never think about Jester as a wrestler. It's because for the past year, I've been writing a series with Jester in it as an actor. And it's a weird thing. It's like, <laughs> in my head, he's transformed into, into this, you know, into this actor who's, I'm, I'm trying to like, write all these funny lines for him and all that. And, you know, because he's in the show a lot. And so, and, you know, it's weird. So I don't like, so I'm not even thinking about him. When, but I, it's a really good shout that because Jester's great. Jester is also, and I, I'm sure I've said this before on this, He's, he's got that cool, sexy kind of vibe in ICW. But see, when it comes to a family show, just being an old school bad guy in a family show, Jester is in his yeah. absolute element. He's superb at that. Well, yeah. why, again, there's another one for NXT UK. You know, mm-hmm. why, why is Jester not being picked up? He's brilliant in the ring, brilliant as a heel. Yep. Just bizarre. bizarre it is. It's brilliant promo, brilliant personality, brilliant. You know, I don't get it. No. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But yeah, because there are there are some guys, there are some people in NXT UK who, to my eyes, and I'm no naming any names, but to my eyes, are quite vanilla. You know what I mean? They're quite like Ah. ho hum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's confusing to me. 
Okay, you know, you want Wrestling Daft merch, you've got it. You can have a Wrestling Daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap, or one of our range of Grado-inspired bum bags at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. On there you'll find designs such as Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? Alexa, stop. She still doesn't know. Uh, I'm a Mark Crud, chips, cheese and donor meat, and I'm a wrestler, Tay. And you can even get a face mask to wear at the shops. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now. Or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. Well, it's that point in the show where we jump in the Wrestling Daft Lorian and usually head back to watch a classic wrestling pay-per-view. However, this week, Ether Grado revealed that Lair Cake, hilariously, was his favourite film of all time. You haven't made anybody involved in Lair Cake, but it's just funny, in it? We all went back and watched that instead. I'll get a listen, I'm just going to let you know now. I didn't go back and watch it. I have seen I, it before. I didn't either, but I, I do remember I do remember it from back in the day, like, but I, I didn't go. But a few of the listeners went back and watched it. Well, it gets 7.3 on the IMDb. Look at this. There's more people watch this than watch the wrestling events we're talking about. What's going on here? Bronze <laughs> Cello says, Lair Cake can be put over. Amazing soundtrack. Remember, Jimmy calls the shots. That Regency Cafe scene. <sighs> Sniper scene was great. Swear vending as well, bro. That's a good review there. Scott, superb film. Some memorable scenes and a great soundtrack without spoiling it. The film shows the character's journey from the life he was living to the one he was avoiding. Uh, Anthony says, this is a film that got Daniel Craigie, James Bond, Joe. Great film. Big Kyle pitches in with us. Sienna Miller in lingerie. Enough said. Late, late entry as well from Calzo says, oh. it's, it's the TNA of movies, apparently. It's the TNA of movies. Well, yeah. aye. No, it's my turn to pick something uh, to watch. Uh, so what am I going to pick? I haven't actually thought about this. What am I going to pick? Pick something Japanese, Rob. The problem is, like, see the stuff I would love people to watch, like... Um, Monster Army. Yeah, like Hustle stuff or whatever. Let me just have a quick look on YouTube to see what is what is actually there. I want to see if there's... Is there any... Any classic G1 matches? Because the G1 starts this weekend. Maybe. That's not a bad shout. That's not a bad... Why don't we watch? It's on YouTube, so you can watch it, right? It's 45 minutes long. Misawa versus Kibashi, October 25th, 1995. Misawa, Kibashi, October 25th, 1995. Right, that's what we're going to watch, which is a, a classic encounter between the two. Um, and it's, let me just warn you guys, this, uh, this match is stiff. <laughs> this match there's some so, right Saurians in this one uh, so that's Masawa Kabashi October 25th 1995 check it out on YouTube um, let's all watch that it's almost as long as a pay-per-view to be honest went to this match uh, so aye well folks obviously we had to wrap up the show without Grado um, he had a wee bit of a personal uh, emergency we wish him all the best uh, I'm sure he'll talk about it next week I'm sure he will. You know what he's like. He likes to overshare his stuff. Um, let's pick a listener of the week. A listener of the week without Grado. Hmm, let me think. You know what? I would like to give listener of the week to Westy 
for doing that run in and I put her right on the spot asking her to do like a report about what was happening in the wrestling. I felt bad about doing that because it's hard when you get put in the spot like that and she did really well. So uh, Westy is a, not only was the run in but also was a listener of the week. Uh, has she been listener of the week before? Yeah, she's a two-time champ now. Oh my God! Westy two times. Westy two times. Is she a three-time champ now? No, two times. Westy two times. Westy two belts. That's it for this week's show. Please rate, review and subscribe on Apple or get us in wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we new go twice a week, so you can catch us on a Friday. And you've got to listen to this Mark's podcast on a Tuesday where John is fantasy booting like the <laughs> world. Um, also remember to get on our Patreon. Patreon's where we make our money. Um, I just get the first payment for Patreon coming in. Um, it was very exciting. Thanks to the listeners for keeping the podcast going. We really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, where you're able to watch the video version, you're able to interact, you're able to see bonus videos, you'll be able to see MVP and Grado absolutely steaming in a, a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, buy yourself a t shirt as well, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. What's, it, what's next for you this week, John? What are you doing tonight? You just going to your bed now? I'm going to go and get a glass of wine uh, and we're recording our sister podcast, Football Daft, tomorrow. So we're doing that and uh, I've got our two podcasts to record this week. So I'll be doing more podcasts and editing this bad boy. Busy boy, busy boy. You might, might you must be able to do it just at top speed now. You must be just oh, speed now. It's not a bother, a legend, right? Cheers, John, right? Thanks, everybody, for listening. Grado will be back next week. Why don't you do a run-in? Why don't you? You could be on the show next week. Get on our Patreon, sort it out. We'll catch you. It's yourself. Up the road, John. Up the road, it's yourself. Up the road, it's yourself. It, uh, no, it's not the same day with you. It's not the same day with you. Audio Frontier. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.